This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Well, good morning. Welcome to Kingdom Pursuits. I am not Robbie Dillmore. I'm Jerry Mathis, Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, uh, the Christian Body Shop guy. Uh, this morning on Kingdom Pursuits, we're going to have a, a, a really, really good morning. I've got a couple guests who will be calling in. One of them will be Fonda Bryant, which is, I'll tell you now, I am so impressed with, with her and uh, her passion for mental health illness and suicide prevention. A lot of things going on. If you don't know, this is a special month for that. And also, Danny Spainauer will be calling in, uh, who's going to talk a little bit about the dental clinic for veterans that will be happening at Pinedale Christian Church uh, in a few weeks. And as a matter of fact, as I said, make sure we keep Robbie in your prayers. He is in Atlanta at a car show, and uh, I know he's having a great time. And as I said uh, last hour, I hope that they're having some dry weather. We're a little wet up here in the Winston-Salem area, but I hope down there they're they're dry and enjoying themselves and having a good time. And as a matter of fact, I think we have Danny Spainauer on the phone, and we'll go ahead and... Danny, how are you doing this morning? Doing well, Jerry. Thank you. I'm kind of hoping some of this rain will knock some of the allergy out of the system here. Yeah, well, I just hope it gets out of here before 6.30 tonight when I weight game. I don't want to be sitting out there in the rain. <laughs> go Deeks, exactly. <laughs> A uh, lot of things going on. I know that uh, Pinedale has a Leave It Better weekend. It's turned into more of a weekend and probably a lot of weekends leading up to. And I, I'm going to get you just kind of talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to specifically talk about a dental clinic that will be happening. Okay. Yeah. Um, every October, we've kind of, it's in the, it's been on our calendar now. We take one weekend, really, it started as a Sunday, as you said, and then we take one weekend as a church and we go out and serve our community. And we call it Leave It Better because of the old phrase, leave it better than you found it. We try to go out and leave things better, and we do it in the name of Jesus. And so uh, this year, it's going to be on October 7 and 8. And um, we've got several different things that day. One of the things that we do that's different, uh, that's kind of unique, is that we actually call off our morning worship service that morning. We ask people to kind of go online and have a time of worship, and then we send everyone out to go and serve because we see service as a part of our worship. And uh, so on that day, we go out and our worship is our service to our community. And we've got several things planned that are pretty cool. We're going to be working with Fleet Feet and uh, Samaritan's Ministry, and uh, we're going to be giving shoes to uh, the folks that are going through the Samaritan's Ministries in different places. And so that's a pretty cool thing that we're going to be doing. We're also doing a, um, a fall festival for a couple of the low-income Title I schools 
that um, just we want to boost the morale of the teachers, of the students. A lot of times these schools don't have the resources to do uh, anything big, like a fair, like a fall festival or something. And so we're putting on a couple fall festivals for some of the local schools so the teachers and kids can go and be a part of that. And then on top of that, we do several different things for some of our members and things like that, Uh, some of our folks that are a little under the weather, and uh, we try to take care of them as best we can. So we got a lot planned on that weekend, and one of the bigger things is, as you mentioned, the dental clinic. Yeah, when we're going to go into that one, but also just that weekend. If you're if you're in the area and you're planning on visiting Pinedale, I mean, I know that that was, that was a struggle. I mean, as as leadership at that church and stuff is, should we take a Sunday and do that? But yeah, I think we show Jesus Christ His feet and hands and put them to the. We sit there and let our our actions speak uh, speak what our words have always need to say and stuff. And I think it's just a great opportunity for the our our members and we mm-hmm. Daniel. I think you'll agree with this. It was kind of, we were kind of skeptical going into that. I don't know if skeptical is the right word. Kind of. Just, yeah, not normal. It's not how we usually do it. And would people, how would people see it? And yet you've heard the old saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so we're trying to show them we care. And then we say, hey, we care in the name of Jesus. And it's a lot of, you know, Robbie and the different things that you guys do through your ministries when you help people and you help them in the name of Jesus, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so it was kind of a radical idea when we came up with, hey, let's let's take a Sunday off of our normal going to church and let's go be the church. And so it is kind of neat. We still have folks at the church because, um, you know, if a visitor comes or someone forgets, we have people there to let them know, hey, you can go and serve here, you can go and serve here. Uh, we have a card ministry at the church and uh, they do cards. They make cards for cancer patients. And so if someone wants to come to church, they're welcome to come to church because we'll have a card making there for cancer patients. We'll also have a prayer team there. So there's lots of things. Basically, we try to set it up so everyone has a place to serve. And so that's where it really is kind of cool. Yeah, and we're gonna, right before we go into talking about the dental clinic specifically, Fonda Bryan is on the phone. I'm going to go ahead and bring her in on the conversation because I like to, she has a comment, love to hear it also. But uh, Danny, kind of, let, let's pinpoint in it because our veterans are, I think they're neglected in so many ways. Yeah, Jerry, that's, uh, if, if, if listeners are here in the triad in Winston-Salem, Greensboro, and High Point, we have the largest concentration of veterans in our state in North Carolina. We have 150,000 veterans that call the triad home. And so we are, they're around us. And one of the things that we saw, the veterans usually have good health care. And they kind of get that taken care of. But a lot of times when it comes to the specialties, when it comes to dental care, when it comes to vision, when it comes to hearing, some of those things, they have that available. But a lot of times it's nine months, 12 months away. It's not like priority. And so we kind of found a need of, de- of veterans that need dental care 
and and hearing and eyes. And so we've started trying to do clinics whenever we can. In the spring, we did a clinic and tested hearing. And we were able to go through a couple of different organizations and they get hearing aids to our veterans that needed hearing aids. And so that was pretty cool. But this October coming up, we're going to be focusing on the dental aspect of it. Yeah, and, and Fonda, you'll, you'll be glad to hear this. I mean, one of the things, and thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me. But Danny, I, when, before we go into how you can get signed up, if there's any openings, I think maybe Sunday that I heard there was some openings. But just last year when we did this, or I think it was a year ago, just the number, just a sheer volume of people that went through the clinic and the dollar amount, the people that, that received during that weekend. And if you can just share that, if you remember those numbers, I'm, I'm sure you Yeah, know. those those numbers are pretty amazing, Jerry. When, when you think about it, a lot of the dentists in our area care and they come and they do their part. And uh, we were doing crowns and root canals and fillings and cleanings and just a regular exam with x-rays. And last year we saw 300, over 300 veterans. And we kind of opened it up last year to veterans plus one. So if you had a family member or something, so veterans plus one. So we saw over 300 veterans. And the number of free dentistry that was provided was somewhere around 300 and $25,000, worth of free dentistry had it been charged uh, to those veterans. And so we were able to do that, once again, in the name of Jesus, all because our local dentists are um, concerned and the hygienist and the dental assistants, because we can't have a dental clinic without the dental professionals. And so they're so important. And so if there's a dentist or a hygienist or a dental assistant listening this morning, and they would love to come and serve our veterans, we would love to have you come and join us. We still have room. We can put as many chairs up as we have dentists and hygienists and dental assistants. So we are still looking for dentists, dental assistants, and dental hygienists because we want to do as many veterans as we can. But, yeah, last year, over 300 veterans and right around $325,000 worth of dentistry provided. And it's not uh, it's not a chair in a corner. I mean, y'all have got this into a – I mean, it's, it's a well-oiled machine. I mean – what you're able to do. Yeah, we're going to come back. I want to go to break. Danny, if I can hold you on for just one second. Sure. And sure. come back from the break. And also, Fonda, looking forward to hearing what this month is a special month for you also. All right. Thank you. Are you listening to Kingdom Pursuits? We'll be back in just a moment. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, and on the line we have Danny Spainauer with Pinedale Christian Church, and also talking about the dental clinic coming up, and Fonda Bryant with. Uh, I'll tell you what, she's got a, a, a special month and, and probably, I'll tell you what, I can't tell you how much I respect her and what she's doing and what her passion is as far as the mental health and suicide prevention and a lot of things going on uh, with on those realms right now. If you have a question, this is a call-in show. Just give us a call and the phone number is 866-348-7884. Danny, before you get off the line, if I want to, if I'm a veteran, I want to get signed up, or if I'm a dentist or a, or just a volunteer, want to help some way, how can how can we reach out? 
Hi, Jerry. Yes, thank you. Um, if anyone likes to volunteer, if you want to volunteer, you can go to www.footbridge, that's all one word, F-O-O-T-B-R-I-D-G-E dot org. That is a Christian nonprofit that we've set up to help uh, sign up the veterans because if you're coming to the clinic, we do need for you to sign up for an appointment. That way we can take care of everyone that we have. So if you're a veteran and need to sign up, if you're a volunteer and want to sign up, you can go to www.footbridge.org and all the info's on the website. Or if you have questions, you can get to us from there as well. But I uh, would love to have folks, uh, like I said, dentists. We could use a few more dentists on Saturday and on Sunday. And um, for the veterans, it is a full-service dental clinic. You'll get a panoramic x-ray. You'll get a dental exam. You'll get your teeth cleaned. And then any of the procedures that we can do, we try to take care of that very day. We actually have a lady that's coming that makes crowns. And so we'll be able to put crowns for some of those folks. Maybe not everyone. We're going to try to get as many as we can. Uh, we try to take care of their, their dental needs. All right. I look forward to that. And, and again, uh, Danny gave that information. It's Footbridge. You can... Look it up. Uh, love for you to come out if you're a dentist or or anywhere in that that field. Please give them a call. Can definitely use the help. And if you're a veteran and need that service, please go on go online and get get signed up. Absolutely. Thank you, Jerry, for letting us spread the word. And I know Vonda didn't need any recommendations, but I was able to listen to her this past month at one of her seminars, and she is a machine. So everything she's saying right now comes from the heart and is very good. So Vonda, keep up the good work. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Will do. Fonda, this month is a special month as far as mental health illness goes and suicide prevention. And what I'd like for us to do is just kind of talk about what this month represents and also a little bit of your story. Okay. Well, thank you for having me as always, and I really appreciate it. And I just want everybody to know that this month is National Suicide Prevention Month. So we're about to wrap up the month. But the thing is with suicide prevention, it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, 365. But for me, you know, it gives me the opportunity to really get out and spread the message that suicide is not a personal character flaw. It is a global health crisis. And society helped create this problem. And I'm hoping that through advocacy and education that we can uh, clean this problem up because when you, 90% of people who die by suicide have a treatable mental health condition, but because of the stigma that comes around mental health, you're crazy, you're weak, you're selfish, you're a mass killer, um, you know, we can't trust you is the reason why people don't get help. So for me, it's very, very personal because of the fact that I myself, am a 28-year survivor of suicide. Uh, on Valentine's Day, 1995, I almost died by suicide uh, because I was struggling with clinical depression. And one thing I always tell people, in culture, culture matters. You have to take into account culture when you're helping someone who's dealing with a mental health condition because in the black culture, we've always been raised, pray about it, don't claim it, give it to God. It's a sign of weakness. And that almost killed me 28 years ago, and it's killing us now. So if it hadn't been for my hero, and this is a true hero, my Aunt Spanky, her real name is Kelly. <laughs> I called her um, Valentine's Day, 1995, and I told her that she could have my shoes. I don't remember much about the conversation. She called me back. 
She said, are you going to kill yourself? And I said, yes. And she took those signs seriously. And she leaped into action like a superhero, had me involuntarily committed. And as bad as that day was, and that was really a bad day because I was handcuffed and taken to a mental health facility. If she hadn't have done that, I wouldn't be here. And so would a lot of other people, a lot of other people wouldn't be here. So I tell everybody, everybody needs to be like Aunt Spanky. Everybody needs an Aunt Spanky because people put on those front fronts they put on the fakeness uh, when you ask people how they're doing hey i'm how are you doing today i'm fine but they're not fine and that's why i always tell people the crust of helping someone is not even the training that i do which we can talk about that but it's simply caring checking on people if you text somebody because we're getting away from the art of communication oh, so absolutely. instead what do we do we text people. When I was growing up, you had to pick up the phone and actually call people. You know, if you wanted to talk, it was no texting. We didn't have cell phones. But if you're going to text someone and ask them how they're doing, and then they text you back, and they say, I'm straight, I'm okay, I'm all right, pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, you sure you're okay? Would you like to talk? And this is the thing. This is the two key things. Be willing to listen, because sometimes we don't need y'all to fix stuff. Sometimes we just need a good listening ear that we can vent. And the other big piece is you can't be judgmental. Because, see, when you're already struggling, you feel worthless, you feel hopeless, you feel very negative. Then if somebody calls you and says, hey, I'm willing to listen, but you're sitting up judging them, well, you know, you shouldn't feel that way and you just need to go pray and you need to do this, guess what we're going to do? We're going to shut down. And we're not going to say anything else to you. So if you know somebody that's struggling, and this is something I always put out to people, if you know someone who lives alone because isolation is not your friend, that was one of my issues. I, When I was struggling with depression, my son was at school all day. I was at home by myself. And those my thoughts started turning into action. So if you know somebody who lives alone, you got a neighbor you don't know that well, but you know they live alone, friend, coworker, family member, check on them. Go knock on your neighbor's door and say, hey, how are you doing today? I just thought I'd check on you. Call somebody and say, hey, you know, I was just thinking about you. How you been doing? You have no idea how simply caring can change somebody's day, somebody's mood to say, hey, somebody does care about me. Somebody is thinking about me. It can make all the difference. Yeah, and, and, and this is something we've discussed, me and Fonda's discussed in the past is you. we really... You know, used to be you think you know somebody who is having have, having those issues or, or contemplating suicide, but now it's there's no 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 way to really tell what people are going through. It doesn't matter what, how much money you got or how how much money you don't have, or where you're at as far as society goes, or white, black, Asian. It doesn't matter. It, it's touched everybody, and the age group that is starting to touch and, and it's got so prevalent in so many young kids. It's just, to me, that's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. We just had a suicide here in Charlotte um, just last week. A 10th grader at Myers Clark High School took uh, took her own life. And the thing is, um, that was um, uh, in April, five months earlier, we had a student athlete, a, a male, a black male who took his own life. And then in May, we had a student at North Mac who died by suicide. And two hours later, another student was attempting. So we are having... 
this, this is a, a epidemic. It's an epidemic because the second leading cause of death for young people, 10 to 34, is suicide. And in North Carolina, they said death by student, uh, by uh, young people, youth is up. I think they said it's um, it's up in the last 20 years. 20 years is the highest it's ever been. It is a true problem. And like I said, a lot of people put on that face. And as you said, it doesn't matter where you come from, what race you are, what your zip code is, how educated you are, what you do for a living. Because, see, this is the thing I always tell people. Mental health doesn't discriminate. We got a lot of discrimination in this country, but one thing that does not discriminate is mental health. It treats us all the same. And on the lines of youth, this is what the stats say, and this is why it's so important to have an open conversation well, with before your you children. Get, before you get to those, I just want to say one thing. As fond as fixing yes. give you these stats, just take just a moment, get close to the radio, and just, just hear these numbers. Thank you. I'm sorry. I just get so, uh, you know, it's just such a, a thing that I wish everybody could see. So one of the stats is for you, you know, a lot of times parents, you know, we kind of dismiss what kids say because they're still young and they're still growing. I tell everybody, if you dismiss the small things with your children, they won't come tell you the big things. And I know this because they come and tell me. So I want y'all to hear this. And I want you to start having these open conversations with your children about mental health and quit making them afraid that it or, or uh, feel funny if they come and talk to you because mental health is is health. Mental health is physical health. By the time a child is 14, 50% of them are already dealing with a mental health condition because it can be hereditary. I had no idea until I attempted suicide that depression runs in my family. If we'd have had that conversation, I could have probably gotten help way before it turned into a crisis. So by the time a child is 14, 50% of them are dealing with a mental health condition. By the time they're 24, it's 75%. And by then, most of them are in college, they're out working or whatever the case may be. But this is another part of that, that statistic. If children do not get help for their mental health, 50% turn the substance abuse. And trust me, I see that in the school system. Young men smoking weed. You know, all of that goes on. So please, parents, take that time to listen to your children. Hear what they're saying. Don't judge them and let them know, hey, if something's going on with you, I am willing to help you. I'm here to help you. We're going to have comfortable with mental health. We're going on a break and we'll come back. We're going to finish up with those stats and also have Anonymous is on the phone and has a question about suicide or on the suicide topic. Be back in just a moment again. This is a call in show 866 348 7884. Back in a moment. You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Back to Kingdom Pursuits, and we have on the this morning my guest at Fonda Bryant. With uh, Fonda is just just phenomenal, and one of the things she told us said that you know that, that Spanky saved her life, but I just can't imagine all the lives that Fonda has saved because God had had something more in store for you, and He's certainly using you to 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 touch people's lives and to, to be able to, to make a difference 
from people who are dealing with that because you've also walked that walk. And and before we get into anything else, I do have a couple of callers. I want to get them on the air because I think they have a question or two. Okay. But I also want to make sure that I get this out and I'll do it at the end of the show also. If in case, I want you to get a pen and paper and write down Wellness Action Recovery. That is Fonda's um, nonprofit, Wellness Action Recovery. And if you'd like to contact her, it's wellnessactionrecovery.org. I just want to make sure that I say this. If you are have an organization or are putting together things for an organization, get Fonda in to speak to your group. I know we had the leadership at Pinedale Christian Church had her come in and talk to uh, do her training, and it was life-changing for a lot of people and stuff. And I just encourage you to do that, and we're going to come back to that as far as those ability to uh, how to get in touch with you. But we got Anonymous on the line. Do you have a question? Hi, good morning. No, I just, I I was so touched. I didn't realize this was the subject. or And I was listening faithfully to Truth Network, and thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, a permanent solution to hopefully a temporary problem. That just came to mind. Uh, that's what suicide is. And it's also a big, huge lie from Satan. Um, I've dealt with it myself um, a few times. Um, and then also uh, uh, with my family, um, several members, and uh, it does, you know, it's a, it's a depression and all that, but also uh, I have no doubt it was a spiritual attack uh, or has been. Uh, but if it hadn't been, I wouldn't be able to help other people. So it's almost been worth it, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's been telling me, and he has given me the peace that passes all understanding. Um, I can't help but think of Romans eight twenty eight every day, uh, and Psalms forty. He definitely lifted me out of miry clay, but uh, it's just made my faith stronger, and uh, I just stay amazed. I really do. I, I really don't. I really do. And uh, anyway, I don't have anything to add after listening to this this precious lady. I don't have anything to add except for just, you know, reach out, encourage each other, man. Listen yep. with your heart. I think Fonda really will agree with that. It's just, you know, we need to take, be positive influence in people's lives. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, whatever... Um, you know, I always tell people, what do you put in your mental health toolbox to help you on those days that depression, anxiety, bipolar, whatever we're dealing with is kicking our butts. Um, and I always tell people having a mental health condition is not a quick fix. It's an ongoing journey. So whatever you find in a positive way that is going to help you get through, just keep doing it. And just always remember, you're not alone. There's help out there. There's hope. And there is recovery. Absolutely. Uh, we have Jamal on the other line also has a comment and maybe a question. Uh, another thing I'm going to say, if you are wanting to get in touch with Fonda Bryant, you can just go on, on, on the Internet and just put Fonda Bryant and it's going to pull her up. So that, that even makes it easier and all the other stuff. Jamal, how are you doing this evening? Uh, how are you doing, Mr. Mack? It's a uh, long time no talk. Yeah, um, good to talk to you. I know uh, I just called the last show, but um just wanted to uh, call in again um, and just, I guess, get some clarification from, from Ms. Bryant. Um, 
I was with her with everything that she was saying with uh, seeking professional help and how it also is a stigma in the black community. We, we got to talk about these sacred cows and no matter what your culture is. So I'm glad she's bringing that up. Um, I would just want to see where she's at with, with prayer because she said that uh, her people were saying, you know, just pray about it, leave it alone. Um, I'm a firm believer in prayer. Uh, you know, faith without works is dead. Uh, that that's the scripture in the Bible. I just wanted to ask Miss uh, Miss Bryant if she values prayer and Christian solutions along with professional help. Uh, thank you for that question. Yes, I do. You know, just like you said, faith without works is dead. But I also recognize that in our culture, in the black culture, we've depended on so much of just pray about it, give it to God, and it's a sign of weakness. It's killing us. Right now, black black people, you know, when I was growing up, I'm 62 years old, we always ta- were taught black people don't die by suicide. That's a white thing. Well, the stats say otherwise. From 2018 to 2021, suicide has jumped up for black people 36.6%. And black wow. males now have the highest rate of suicide out of any ethnic group. So, yes, I believe in prayer. I'm spiritual. I, I believe in prayer. I pray every day, three to four times a day. But at the end of the day, I also know that if you just pray, what's go- you, you can pray, but you also got to put those prayers into action. And again, in our culture, we've been taught that for so long that we won't go get pr- we won't go get help. And that's what's killing us now. I mean, for, when you look at what I just said, suicide among Black people is up forty percent. That means that part of that is the mentality that we have. And there's a report that said 63% of black people believe mental health is a personal character flaw. It's a personal character flaw. And I truly believe it's higher than that. So, yes, I believe in prayer. I'm spiritual. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But at the same time, I'm looking at how our culture has, you know, just said that to people. And instead of people going to get help, they just rely on prayer. And and faith without works is dead. You've got to put your words into action. And just like God brought people here for heart, lung, kidneys, he also brought people here to help us uh, mentally to help our brains. So therefore, why wouldn't you go get help? Amen. And uh, real quick, um, and I'll get off the phone on this one, let you get the other callers. Um, Another point that you brought up about uh, substance abuse. Uh, A lot of times in the black community, we wave that off and we just give it a pass. Oh, it's just something that people do recreationally. There's no harm, no foul with that. But you said, no, that's another sign of, of depression. So if that can be exposed and addressed, then also suicide suicide rates will drop even further if that's addressed as well. Yeah, self-medication and mental health go hand in hand. And see, in the black culture, and I'm going to try to say this really quick, we... When mental health came about, mental health help, it wasn't invented for poor people, poor white people, black people, people of color. It was only invented for the rich who could afford it. And so what Mm. did people, especially black people, start doing to cope? We started self-medicating. And see, it's more accepting in our culture to be called, and I don't use this terminology because I don't label people, but it's more accepting to be called in our culture a crackhead, alcoholic, drug addict than a person with a mental health condition. We have got to change that because stigma is killing us. 
not just in the black culture, but in society, period. That is the number wow. one reason why people will not go get help. Thank you, Ms. Brown, and God bless you all at the Truth Network. You're welcome. Oh, thank you for listening, thank Jamal. Have a great great weekend, what's left of it. And, I, and I'm going to tell a little bit, and, and, and Fonda will know this, because one of the, I guess it was probably this coming November will be exactly one year at at, at church, we had we have altar call at the end of the service, and out of a four Sundays, three Sundays, families came down or individuals came down that were either contemplating or had a spouse that had committed suicide. And Fonda will tell you, I think the next week, uh, football game, I was heading down the steps and stopped and just talked to her, and I said, you know, I feel so unequipped and. I think as that question is, does prayer play into it? Absolutely. The thing is, we need to make sure that that, that we understand, as Fonda said, that's part of the toolbox that we need, it's, and, and but also know that there is a problem there, and we need to make sure that we are trained enough to know how to handle those situations. Fonda, we'll be back in just a moment, and uh, make sure you give us a call on Kingdom Pursuits. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits as we have Fonda Bryan on the phone with us, uh, calling in this morning. Um, this is our shortest segment, so I want to make sure I get this in. Fonda, if, if I need to get a way to, to get in contact with you, I mean, there's a lot of things you offer. One is you do training where you can either, I think you, you, well, I know you can come in. I think you also, you do virtual training where you're able to, I think you just did that at one of the schools this past week. And how how would we get in contact with you and and just kind of talk a little bit about what that training is all, what it involves. Okay. Well, you can always reach out to me to Fonda Bryant on Facebook. I'm on there. On Instagram and Twitter is ProudMom72, the number 72. Um, you can also email me at Fonda, F-O-N-D-A-N-C underscore the number 40 at yahoo.com. The training that um, Jerry is talking about is called QPR, Question, Persuade, Refer. It is very similar to CPR because most people are trained in CPR, and that's to help someone who is in a physical crisis. They're having a heart attack or stroke. You do CPR, can help them to live. QPR is the same thing. QPR, uh, suicide prevention training, is a two-hour training which teaches you how to recognize the signs of someone suicidal or in crisis, talk and listen to them in a non-judgmental way, and be able to help them through resources to get the help. And see, this is the thing about suicide and in crisis. The more clues and signs observed, the greater the risk. So if you start picking up on those signs early, you can help someone before they even get to full-blown crisis or suicidal by knowing the resources. You can ask the person, do you have insurance? You can ask the person, do you have an employee assistance program through your job? You can gather mental health resources through NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or Mental Health America, and go back to that person and say, here, I have some resources 
for you. Let me help you get help. The training is excellent. It's very upbeat. It's very positive. Judgment is not anywhere in it. And throughout the training, you hear me saying hope, providing hope, helping somebody, giving them hope, uh, because the training is so positive and upbeat. Once you get finished with the two-hour training, you get a certificate that you are a certified gatekeeper is for two years. I suggest everybody take it every two years because, like with everything, suicide uh, information evolves. So you get a two-year certificate. If I train you in person, you get a booklet and a resource card. If I train you online, you get a uh, booklet and a, um, a resource card in PDF form. I do paid training. I do one free training once a month online on Saturdays from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock p.m. I don't have you to register. I tell everybody, be on time and take the entire two-hour training. It's so important to be on time. But the training is excellent. And when you get finished, I swear to you, you have spider sense because you will look at people differently. You'll watch what they're doing. You will listen more intently and you will be able to act. I do youth training as well. And the only difference between the youth training and the adult training, we urge youth to go tell an adult and youth have turned around and saved people's lives. So it is a great training. If I had my way, everybody would take it. It's great to have 988 and these uh, crisis numbers, but see, we can't rely on those. We need to do a better job on the front end helping people so we won't have to reach out to those crisis numbers. And my next free training online is coming up on October 14th, Saturday, October 14th, from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. So if you are interested in taking QPR training, I haven't done the flyer or anything, but if you're interested, please email me at FondaNC underscore 40 at yahoo.com. And once I do the flyer and everything, I will send you the information and you're welcome to take the training and share it with others. It really is a life-saving training. It really is because anyone can save someone's life. You do not have to be a professional to save someone's life. All you have to do is know those warning signs and care. Yeah. And, and, and the training that, that what I gathered from our in I've, I've done it online and also have done it live in-house but what kind of amazed me and Fondo will probably be able to uh, attest to this people sitting in there who thought they didn't even have an issue realized they even have an issue themselves and were able to to know where to get mm-hmm. help and to to move that forward and to to recognize it and before they became or before it became a major problem and and that was that was eye-opening to me Yes, that's one thing I do love about that training, and thank you for bringing that up. It not only helps you to help somebody else, but it helps you to gauge your own mental health. It helps you. I never will forget I trained a student at Hopewell High School, and he was sitting in the office one day, and I came in and I said, hey, did you enjoy the training? Did you learn a lot from the training? He said, yes, ma'am. He said, not only does it help me to help somebody else, he said it helps me to gauge my own mental health, and that is a win-win for everybody. Because this is, and I will say to people, I know suicide, and even talking about mental health, is not a warm and fuzzy subject. But if we don't talk about it, how are we going to change those stats? Because right now, we're losing over 135 Americans every day. And by the way, when I'm telling you all these stats, I want you to know something. They're underreported, so they're a lot worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, this morning, had Fonda on the, on, the, on the air with me and Danny Spain. Our two great opportunities. I encourage you to go to the websites and uh, Footbridge as far as the dental clinic for veterans. Fonda Bryant, you just, just put in Fonda Bryant. It's going to pull up that information. If you do go on the free online training that she does once a month, there's also a place in there where you can donate and and, and give to that 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 organization because Fonda's doing some great things and she doesn't do it for the money but now that is her her nonprofit and I encourage you to get in there and if you are able to bring her in don't miss that opportunity to have her live to come into your facility this is the truth network